0: Hello podcast listeners and welcome to the 28th November 2023 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Huge hugs go out to our fellow Hong Kongers both here and around the world. We hear you Hong Kong and we are listening. Our December show is coming up. It will be performed live on 7th of December, which is a Thursday, at the Fringe Club. And the theme this time is Salt and Pepper. Come and see how our storytellers avoid being bland. Get your tickets through the link on the website hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now for a story from the May 2023 show with the theme, All at Sea, here is Fran. There I was, sitting on our boat with a glass of wine in my hand, laughing and chatting away with their friends. And then I looked forward. I glanced up ahead at the front of the boat. And then I screamed because I could see our boat about to collide with another yacht. And so uh, it's uh, I I can't think. And so I just run up to the front of the boat. I could hear my husband in the back. He's yelling. I could hear a whole bunch of other voices um, yelling and screaming. But I could see that our anchor lines uh, which are the two big chains that hold the anchors um, for our two boats, and they've gotten tangled. And in this panicked state, I just do what I know what to do, what what I usually do, which is dive headfirst into the water. Pause. Let's rewind. Let um, me go back to the year that um, just before COVID, uh, about 2019. And that spring, my husband started talking and making these uh, suggestions and saying, hey, uh, what do you think about buying a boat? Along the same lines of, hey, what do you think about getting a place in the Caribbean? Which uh, I just uh, didn't really think too much of it. But then, come Mother's Day, we were free in the afternoon, and he said, hey, let's go uh, meet up with with a yacht salesperson and just learn a little bit more about boats said, yeah, sure, so we go over, um, and while he's chatting with the guy, I'm watching my two kids, making sure that they don't break anything in the office, and after, I don't know, an hour, two hours or so, uh, he comes out, and he says, hey, what do you think, should we get a boat, and I said, whoa, 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 wait, hold on, (laughs) let's think this through, and he said, oh, too late, I already paid, we're going to get a boat, so... Some six months later, our boat arrives. It arrives from France, and we have a very lovely um, 35-foot Beneteau sailboat, uh, which is very nice. And and at the beginning, it is just what you see in the magazines. Um, It's very relaxing. Well, we have to hire a captain every time we go out, um, and that just makes it very stress-free. Uh, because you need a captain, um, because the uh, the law says you need to have somebody who's certified on any uh, motorized uh, vehicle or vessel on the uh, on the water, and uh, and and I'm perfectly happy with that. But after a couple months, my husband says we need to get certified, because basically what we've done is we put the cart before the horse. We've bought a boat before we have a license, which is kind of like. Buying a car before you have a driver's license. Uh, You shouldn't do that. (laughs) Um, But then, oh, but after taking the test, actually, both of us took the test. I didn't pass, but he passed. And so we now have, um, which is okay, we now have somebody who has a license and we can go out, just the four of us. And thus, my real education of having a sailboat begins. And, um, and every time we go out on the boat, when it's just the four of us, something always happens, and I learn something new. Uh, so case in point, like uh, the first time we take the boat out, uh, he just said, why don't we go and have dinner out at Lama Island, and then we just come back. Sounds easy. Uh, we weren't more too far from that. So he said, yeah. So we go out. We have dinner. About 9, 10 o'clock, we, st- we Start to come back. We leave the pier, and then the motor stops. I'm like, what happened? And I, we don't know. We like turn the key, and there's no sound, just a click. And and I'm kind of freaking out. I'm not prepared to have our kids, and we're not gonna spend the night on the boat. Tomorrow's a school. It's a school night. Tomorrow the kids have to go to school. Um, and it turns out that uh, the motor has gotten tangled with a, um, with a fishing net. And uh, so I don't know what to do in these situations. So what do we do? We have to call somebody else to come tow us back. And so that's, you know, wait a couple more hours. We get towed back. And the next morning, we have to hire a scuba diver to go down and cut the, uh, cut the wire, uh, uh, cut the net off of the motor. So lesson learned. Um, so now that we have my, my husband is the captain um, that leaves me and the kids we are the crew uh, so and usually what that what that ends up looking like is my husband he stays uh, behind the wheel, he stays at the helm, and i um, go and, and untie the ropes. I tie the ropes. I lift the fenders up. I put the fenders down. I try to lift the sails. I try to bring down the sails. I try to put things together. I try to get the cushions out. I make sure everybody has the snacks. I make sure everybody has a cool drink in their hand. Um, and while and this all happens, my husband likes to, he, he yells and he swears at us. In which my, my daughter asks, Daddy, why do you have to speak like that to all of us? But he says, well, that's what captains do. <laughs> so... So what can you do? Um, so one of, my, uh, one of my duties is whenever we end up at one of the bays, like we're at Deepwater Bay or Repulse Bay, I drop the anchor. Now, every time I do, I'm not quite sure is it secure. So I drop it down, and then I watch, make sure that we're not by any other boats. Um, they all seem far away. And when it looks like things uh, look okay, then I go back, and then I, start to serve lunch but then what invariably happens is in the middle of lunch somebody says hey wasn't that boat really far away why is it so close and then we're like oh my god we've drifted and then I quickly like throw down my food I run to the front I get the anchor up my husband turns on the motor and we always narrowly escape another collision and I get this heart attack and there's been so many times I have had that heart attack um Also, I'm not a really strong swimmer. (laughs) And you don't know how many times I've just had to, something has happened, I have to just ignore my fears, ignore like things that could be lurking in the water, and I just dive in, and I've got to fetch whatever inflatable thing that has flown away, or my kids that have, like, drifted away because the current's too strong, and I just, like, swim for my life and just, like, ignore my any pain or however unfit I am, and I just rescue them, and I bring them back. Um, but I have never just, like, over time and time again, had to swim for my life. Uh, so... Coming back to the scene at the very beginning, on um, like the best of days, my Cantonese is not that great, and just with normal conversations and so when Cantonese is being yelled and screamed at me, there's no chance I could understand anything uh, and so I have uh, so my husband is yelling stuff i've got that other yacht is. You know, a beautiful big yacht. They have a big crew and helpers. And so they're screaming. And, um, but then at that time, like, my mind has already just gone. And I just do what I usually do. So I, I jump in. And then I go over to the, two, the, the the chains. And I climb up. And I wrestle those chains. And then I fall into the water, climb back up, wrestle the chains. And I fall back. And I keep doing that over and over until the other boat, um, they have a tender. They, that with a small motorboat, and they send it out, and then they tell me, you know, get onto their boat, and so yeah. You know, so I get out, um, and then they are—they know what they're doing, so they're able to kind of maneuver. They go and take our boat and their boat, and they maneuver our boats, and we untangle um, the anchor lines. And then at that time, I've—I'm back on our boat. Um, I see our other other friends, uh, a couple, and they're hugging each other. Um, just after this harrowing experience. And then and I turn to my husband. Um, he just gives me a towel, and he tells me, I told you not to jump in. <laughs> like, okay, thanks. Um, you know, and like over the past number of years, um, I always comforted myself by just uh, saying, you know, my husband, he, he must think that he is such a lucky guy. I mean, he's got this wife, who is just willing to just, just, you know, regardless of her own life, will just jump in, and just like, without any fear, just save this, or rescue that, and make sure everyone's okay, and make sure everyone else is having a good time. And, um, uh, and you know, and I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a really good team player. <laughs> but then but as as you've been listening to my story you're probably can t- probably sensing I mean the teamwork sounds a bit off and uh, and you're probably ahead of me, uh, but um, whats then what happened maybe about a year and a half ago uh, then I was quite blindsided uh, because my husband then he said he wanted a divorce and um and and so and i've been Heartbroken, and I shed a lot of tears, and and I admit, I'm scared. Um, but in the end, um, I realized that I'm gonna be okay because I've had a lot of practice of just time and time again, just staring at my fear straight on, and I still jump in. So thank you. <laughs> thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by hong kong stories the music for this podcast was written and performed by andrew robert smith everyone has a story to tell